What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by EaseWellness.com. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, easewellness.com, best CBD products delivered to your house, promo code HAM. And it's brought to you by Upstart. Upstart.com slash HAM, get a loan, not affect your credit score. Now on to the segment. Speaking of uh, good for business, that's what it was when Tiger won the Masters. We were out there on Friday. We talked about it on the drive back on Friday. Somebody on this podcast said they, were, they really like Gary Woodland. That was me. I like Gary Woodland. I think we uh, called the DH, right? Yeah, I I did not predict he was going to win. I lo- John, I thought Sunday was incredible because Kepka just kept putting the pressure on him and you just know Kepka's fucking on like just feels like he's unstoppable. Kepka to me felt like Sunday, right? Just sometimes hey, sometimes you play well enough to win and you don't win. Part of that is Gary Woodland pulled out the wedge on the 17th green. One of the best shots why don't more guys do that? Tiger did it, actually. Well, because my, you don't have that many shots like that. Over you the know? hump. Yeah, it's, just, it's, a, it's an outlier shot. Because most greens aren't built like that. It's like built like a hot dog, that green. On a, on, on a, on a course with probably, I, mean, I know they've been saying it, but I, I would imagine every course they play on the PGA Tour, even the ones that kind of come on and off the PGA Tour over the last five years, Pebble has to have the smallest greens. Yeah. That is by far their biggest green just in terms of length and the way it's built it's not round it's really just slim and long it's like a rectangle why didn't rose like i know that rose was rose was done by probably like 14 though well you know what i was gonna say though is i know that woodland was away on 18 but why didn't rose just put out to get out of the way on 18 maybe he didn't think woodland was gonna drain that long ass putt I was thinking that too. I, you know, maybe you're just in the zone. Like, I think this probably speaks to what why Gary's such a good guy. Maybe he does. And like, Kepka would probably be the same. I don't think they give a shit about that. She's like, ready golf. You just going. You're just playing. The the, the tournament was kind of over then. Yeah. I'm with you. They should have. But I, I don't. I want to Gary. I'm guessing he thought he's just going to hit it close. I'll putt. I'll get out of the way, and then he'll have his tap in to win. And then he drained it. 
Would, would it shock you? They were saying on the broadcast that those two are good friends. They have the same agent. They've known each other. And you could tell Rose pretty, like had a yeah. big smile on his face. Yeah. That if that if they call him Rosie, Rosie looks at him like, "Hey, man, you want me to finish out?" And Gary's like, "No, I'll just go." Yeah. Like you yeah, know, it's one of those. That, yeah. Again, like if you don't have big ego guys. They're not even thinking about. It. They don't even. It's not even registering that much. And it was pretty cool the way he went out like that. The dad freaked out. Yeah. I'll say this guy, and I, I people think I'm not. And I get in arguments with golf nerds. I'm not diminishing Tiger. He's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But the, you and I, when you when you're out there live, you can tell on TV. But when you're out there live, it's a different deal. The body types. The, the fat slob is dead. You're, Gary Woodland had a had a basketball scholarship. Left high school to play, go to school for free to play hoops. Like that guy did not really exist, and he's not like even a top ten player. He's like twenty five. So you're getting the DJ Kepka really wanted to play baseball. You're getting dual sport athletes that like I, I played high school football. I was not a high school football player. Like I'm not any good. You know, like these guys could have played in college. So once you get to that level, got Tony Finau probably could have played it like a Cal Poly. Clearly, and you get these guys. The game has completely changed. Like the, Everyone wants to say, I tweeted out yesterday, if Kepka had won the U.S. Open, I think winning three straight U.S. Opens, I would view it as the greater accomplishment than Tiger winning that tournament by 15. Because when you look back at the leaderboard, no one was on a par. Look at how many of these guys, they're playing the same fucking course. The talent on tour is on a different level, guy. I mean, it's not even, it's not even comparable. That, What's the argument? I don't understand the argument though. Like, who would argue against the talent being well? Just like what Tiger was athletic. doing was so what Tiger was doing was so crazy, and I would agree. But like, it was still really impressive. And I would just say, when you really do a deep dive, he would Tiger would have kicked the ass right if Tiger was twenty three playing right now, because he would probably be the technology. He would have been super long. He would be like a Kepka, but probably better. I'm not saying that he would not be the best player now at, if he was twenty three and you could just plop him on the tour. But when he attacked, he did not attack uh, a tour with just Finaus and DeChambeau's. These are just kind of the randoms. It was Spieths and Rory's and then the Kepkas and the Dustins. They did not exist. You had like kind of a really old Faldo. The best player, was most talented guy was Mickelson. But at that time, he was still kind of viewed as mentally really soft. The tour just sucked. And Tiger kicked out the shit out of everyone. I guess my argument, and it's not – I guess it is kind of anti-Tiger – Let's say Tiger hit the tour right now. Right now, he's he's trying to win his 82nd tour event. He's won 80 plus. If Tiger was a rookie today, would he end up winning 80 tournaments? And that's where I just say no. Now, would it be that number be 60 or something? Probably, but I don't think he'd be rattling off like six, seven wins a year. Here's what I think that no. Well, here's no, but here's what I think that misses is like we do have to judge you in the era that you existed. And ty- part of what made Tiger different is that he was different. That's what makes him different from Brooks and what makes him different from Dustin, what makes him different from Rory and Justin Spieth and all these guys. It's like these guys came through after somebody else had already done it, looking like an athlete, playing like an athlete, playing with emotion, all that shit. Like there was nobody like Tiger, forget about skin color and name, just from an athleticism standpoint and a dominant standpoint. So, yeah, maybe it would have been different now, but he wouldn't have been Tiger. Like, he was, I don't know. It's just, we have to judge you in the era you were in, and part of what made him unique then was that he was just, we had never seen anybody like him. 
well, yeah, now Brooks and all these other guys make more sense to us because we already saw Tiger do it. We saw somebody else come before them. Tiger was first, though. Now, and, I'll, I'll, and I'll say this about So these Tiger. guys all had – you had all these examples by the time we get to 2019. 100%. So it's like, it's like in basketball, we might have like three Steph Currys in like 20 years, right? Yeah, and somebody might shoot a higher percentage. Somebody might score more points. Exactly. But no but one think, broke the mold. And he I broke think the mold. historically with golf – just because it's so mentally draining and being out there, you see it like it, it just mentally can wear on you. For the most part, guys just kind of crack and understandably so. And that was always the knock on Phil forever. What makes Brooks so special is like this guy's kind of like wired like Tiger. Like he's just unfazed out there. Now it's different. Like Tiger was just like Kobe snarl. Where Brooks is just, do you see the tweet yesterday? He, he was playing with Chavez Ravine, as I call him, Chez Revy. I mean, whenever I see Chez Revy, I just think the Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine. Then on like hole 13, there's some dude that was following that group just tweeted, yeah, because uh, there was a delay because Louie had like had hit one into the stands. So they had to wait like an extra 20 minutes. And it was like, oh, yeah, Brooks and Chavez Ravine are just comparing Chew. You know, I mean, it was, it's just Brooks is I don't even know. He's probably like more like Steph, just looser. But he's an incredible guy. Like Brooks, Pete Brooks right now, I think is like better than Phil. Uh, you probably give Faldo the edge. But who over this run, like he's better than Rory or Jordan because he's just deeper. I, I mean, I, I in, in my lifetime, I didn't get to watch Jack. Even Pete Faldo, like late 80s, early 90s, didn't get to watch. I think Brooks might be in these big tournaments, the second best golfer I've ever seen. He's just, the, I, I, like I said, if, after the last time he won, he's the closest thing to me to Tiger that we've had since Tiger. Would you? Okay, he's just, unflappable in majors. No context, which is the most flappable for all these humans, right? Because it mentally wears at you. The, you feel the pressure out there. The courses are intense. Uh, what do you think is the more incredible accomplishment? 15 strokes, 2000, winning the U.S. Open at Pebble. Now, the guy that got number two was Ernie Els, who at the time was elite. I mean, Ernie was damn good. He beat him by 15 shots. He got second. Or if Kepka would have pulled that off yesterday and won three straight U.S. Opens. Would have been the first time it ever happened in, in golf. But I don't even think they're the same. I don't. How can we compare no, I know, like but one I'm tournament? Asking, what, what do you think? Just because Tigers was an outlier. Like, no one ever won a major by that many. Yeah, but it's it's winning one. Like I don't see how anything could be more impressive than like winning another thing three times in a row. Like one tournament can't be more impressive than three well, years in a row winning the U.S. Open. You would you would say that the Tiger Slam was more impressive than any one of his individual victories because he was just dominating them all, right? Yeah, but like I yeah, don't think I would Gary agree. Woodland going lower than Tiger is more impressive than when Tiger did it. No, but I do. Does it diminish Tiger's fifteen shots when you see like all these years later all the talent now? How many guys yesterday were under par? Like 15, right? Like if you put no, this group of guys. No, it doesn't diminish it at all. Let's say Tiger in 2000 was playing at his level. How many guys, like he does not, with with this crew of players, does he does not win that tournament by 15 shots, right? There's no way Brooks Kepka doesn't shoot under par. Or Gary Woodland's game. Yeah, I don't think. But again, like that was the era he was in. Those were the guys he was against. He was an outlier in those guys. So like yeah, these guys are epic, here because like flash Callaway drive didn't exist. Yeah, like but also just like Tiger is part of the reason we've got all these guys that look like this now. Have you ever hit a persimmons? 
The little wood wood. Uh, you know, I I don't think I have. I've hit a one iron badly. I have a two iron in the bag, as you know, John. Um, then Kepka hit a two iron yesterday on eighteen. You can put anything in the bag, though. That's different than hitting it. It's uh, like yeah, I got it in the bag. Well, yeah, you can put a fucking shoe in the bag. Uh, I think winning three straight U.S. Opens would be as impress. Like that's incredible. That's more impressive than winning any individual tournament by any amount. Uh, do you know what I think so crazy about this? But I don't think the 15 like, margin is diminished. Who's the next best player? And forever felt like DJ. He married to Paulina. He looks sweet. But his personality, like he doesn't have any. But he's not hateable at all. Like no one. Everyone's like, ah, oh, DJ's kind of cool. Everyone, like Brooks. Brooks is kind of smart because he kind of went heel. Like it, some people are like, what the fuck's this guy's deal? But he looks like. Were you telling me before that the announcer said he looked like a middle linebacker? Yeah, one of the guys. Like, he looks like a middle linebacker. And I was like, well. He's got a former NFL player texture he doesn't. But it, like a 2019 he, middle linebacker, but not maybe an outside, weak side linebacker. I saw the ratings. Passing downs. I think Brooks has become just a casual sports fan because he's built like an athlete. Now he's become pretty famous. Has I'll, helped be, the game. Yeah, well, also because he's not your prototypical golfer from a personality. He's like, everyone likes Jordan, which is, I guess that should be good. Like, why wouldn't that be bad? Right. right when Jordan Spieth was rolling, he was just the greatest guy ever. And Rory just smiles more than ever. Now Rory smiles so much. Like Rory's really, he, Rory was always likable. He's gotten more likable. But the fact that Brooks, that some people hate Brooks is good for the sport. Well, and, and I think like when Brooks goes on pardon my take and be like, I don't even like golf. It's kind of boring. I think you get the casual sports fan that's like, yeah, I don't really like golf that much. Boring. I'm kind of like this guy. I'm telling you, I, I think he just brought in a guy a little different than Tiger, but like the casual, like the casual sports fan that's more going to watch baseball or basketball finds themselves relating more to Brooks than even like Tiger. Because you go, Tiger's just a nut job for golf, right? This guy hates golf and he's kicking ass. Like I'm kind of rooting for this guy. So the anti-golf guy has a person to root for, and it's Brooks Kepka because he's like, he's an anti-golf guy. He does not like golf, even though you're watching him. Like, he's pretty locked in. Well, did you see that? Did you see that Rolex commercial that was like, it's a Brooks Kepka commercial? Well, did you see what he was wearing when he was talking to Clat after? Well, yeah, As sweet right. Rolex. But the commercial's <laughs> like, he's holding up the trophy, and the commercial says, the voiceover guy says, inspired by all those that came before. It's like, no, he's not. He doesn't care. Inspired by that? No, he does not care. The, the one thing I would say though is I'd be fascinated to know like Brooks Kepka's training regimen relative to like the other top fifty guys on tour. Like, is he practicing a lot? Because how would you be that good without practicing? It's a, a great question. Yeah, because because I, I would say the one that like I said the casual guy that he's bringing in that I'm assuming this is happening would go, God, this guy probably doesn't even practice or anything. There's no freaking way he can play this good at these courses and just be like, yeah, what's he doing until the British Open? Ah, I think he's just drinking Michelob Ultra on the lake with his chick. No way. Like, he has to meet Butch Harmon for practice sessions, yes, right? Yes, yes. Because the one thing I think most people go, oh, these guys play a lot, they play a lot, they play a lot, they play a lot. It feels like Brooks never plays. W- would it shock you if you found out he practices all the time? No. I assume he does, John. How can you be this locked in without playing ever? But how does he build up this rep like he doesn't practice? I just honestly, think, he's got, I he's think got the a rep, rep like he lifts more than he practices. Don't you think the rep comes from the fact that he just is nowhere to be seen in non-majors? 
Yeah, and I think he kind of came out of nowhere. But then I think he's kind of played into that. Like, yeah, I don't really like. But I think he, he like, feel like a golf grinder. I think he kind of likes building up the thing. That's like I don't work. I'm just so much. Hey, man, I don't. I don't. None of your rules apply to me. I don't have to practice like you guys. I just go out and ball, man. I think he likes playing into that. But look at him. But I like. Let's just say Rory, Dustin, and Brooks. On a non-week, they're playing. But a big tournament's coming up. You know, obviously the stories on Tiger are legendary, right? Like his work ethic, like hitting yeah. the gym at 4 a.m. on the range, and then he goes lunch, and then he goes for like a run, and then he goes back to the range, and then he goes like a playing session like after. He was a maniac. I think a lot of these guys are maniacs. Like whenever I'll get a lesson, I'll be like, God, I really want to do this. And the guy will be like, well, you're not a pro. It's not your 9 to 5 job. Like is Brooks trying like, to work the ball? Yeah, but I, I can work the ball. I just can't consistently control it because if you can work the ball, the consistently control it comes with just reps like anything. Like you get good at fucking calling basketball games, so you have a lot of reps doing it. Well, these guys can hit pressure shots, a draw or a fade because they've done it Oh, they've done it 9 to 5. It does not feel like Brooks practices, but does he? Because is there yes. a chance that I, there, I don't buy that he doesn't practice. If there, and I, when I say not practice, I'm saying like grind. Is there a chance like he's actually one of the biggest grinders on tour? Like just hitting balls and just he has a certain schedule that he does like practicing, or it, maybe there is something to it. That maybe that keeps him a little looser. I just don't think I don't see how you can hit the pressure shots if you hadn't repped it. That that's that's what made Tiger so great, right? It's like when he hit the tour, he had these 10,000 hours because him and his and Earl had been banging balls since he was like three years old. Right. Like how could you – how could he go to 18 and even like he kind of missed? It was an incredible shot. He was off by like five feet and it just – if he just hits at like the runway instead of right over the bunker, it might land a little softer. But like you can't hit that shot with 10,000 people looking at you on 18 of Pebble Beach without have done that countless times the last 10 years. And he, he has this – Feel like, yeah, I just come out and hit half court shots like I'm Steph Curry. And I never practice them. And I think just he think, likes everybody thinking that. Yeah, I wonder when someone's going to do a deep dive, and this would hurt the rep of like what he's actually doing. Well, I mean, I, I think the real question too is like, is this is five years from now? Is this still going on? Three years from now with Brooks? But a guy, even on? if he just has like a four year stretch moving forward, or let's say three more years, where he rattles off like seven, it's going to be one of the greatest stretches in golf history. It's already kind of for sure close for sure. You see those last, like, seven But I'm just days, saying, like, if he's days. really the guy that doesn't like golf, then five years from now, after he's won everything there is to one multiple, multiple times over, that's where I call BS. Like, I think he's going to still be going strong because I think he does like it. He likes competition. He likes winning. He would be in the category, right, of guy that likes winning more than he hates losing, probably, which maybe a lot of golfers are in that category. Well, he's 29 years old. Because finishing but, third still pays a lot of money. Yeah, to me, the golf prime, wouldn't you say, is like, 25 to 35 like he's square in the middle mm -hmm. like and he's a guy that he's probably gonna look pretty good in his 30s right like he's not gonna be like god brooks just stinks at 34 like is he, I, I would imagine he has a pretty good run in his well 30s. brooks got a gut on him huh and i think the tour is gonna want him around because now he's becoming such a rock star again i'm getting texts from people that i don't even like that golf that much like kepka is a machine he's just he's kind of fascinating He's more fascinating to me than DJ to the casual sports fan. Just because there's something about him that you just can't. Yeah. Like you I, hear stories about DJ, like, oh, he likes blowing, banging chicks. Like he's just kind of your typical star athlete, right? Like there's just something fascinating about Brooks Kepka that we can't put our finger on. And that's why I'm asking if someone ever does a deep dive 
where it comes out like actually Brooks Kepler is the hardest worker. Would that would that take away from how cool that no, I think a lot because of because I don't at? buy that he doesn't practice anyway. But you don't, but I think a lot of people do. I, I think most people don't even realize that's part of the narrative. Like your casual fan just thinks like he's a guy that a lot of people people don't like because he kind of walks a certain way. And he's always got this smirk. Like I think it's more just superficial stuff than that they know like the backstory. You know, I think it's the way he walks, the way he kind of half smiles, the way he's just kind of looking around like he doesn't give a shit. If you had to go way too early prediction, when Brooks Kepka, how many, how many majors does Brooks Kepka retire with? He's got three right now. He's got four because he's won the U.S. Yeah. Open twice and he's run the PGA Championship twice. Um, well, he'll work, he not, he'll work his way to a Masters when he's a little how does he older. Not win, how does he not win a Masters? Yeah, uh, he just needs to play there a few times. That's the one thing. Is he's still so he doesn't have that much PGA like high level experience, right? Like he hasn't. How many times has he played the Masters? Yeah, I mean probably five or six. You're not not that many. So, maybe hell, maybe three. I mean, I, it, like I I feel like the right number is seven, but to me, just saying, like given the pace he's on, I feel like it, I'd be stupid when I say seven and he wins nine. Yeah, I mean, it feels like he might have nine or ten because, again, his greatest attribute is going to be for these next five or six years, he might be able to rattle off one a year or two a year, right? Well, he could have a year where he wins like three of the four. How many guys do you feel like right now, a major start, do you know what you're getting from him? No, I mean, beside Captain, none, and that includes Tiger. Rose? Yeah, like if you – like. I think like Rose and even like Matt Kuchar. Yeah, the guy's going to make the cut and be in the top 25. Yeah, I'm talking like top. Like how many guys do you feel like "Ah, he'll be a top five to seven guy? Because to me, if you're just always a top five major guy, then you're winning at least one a year. I I would say Rose and DJ, I feel like, are legit going to be in the mix come the weekend. Those are two guys in there kind of are. So Brooks, you always feel like like right now. I feel now. I feel like Brooks has flown by DJ. Yeah, like I'm just surprised if we're watching Sunday and Brooks is not in the mix. Like here, here's what I think, guy. And you can usually tell by Friday what it's going to be on Sunday with him. Like the the Vegas odds for this tournament were ba- they were basically even odds for those two guys. They were the two tied as favorites at eight to one. I think moving forward that Brooks should be two or three rings better or worse. Like he should be clearly the betting favorite of these tournaments, like five to one. And then even DJ, which at any moment can win, should be like ten to one. Like no one should be in single digit uh, betting betting odds to win these tournaments moving forward. Beside Brooks Kepka, until we see Brooks just have a terrible year. I mean, he's the we're, God, John. We're a month away from the British. Actually, th- tomorrow Tuesday is a month away from the British Open. The one thing I would say, I, I'll go to my bookie right now. The odds for that. That's kind of a unique tournament, so I, I don't feel as confident saying like he should be the heavy favorite for that, right? Because that is kind of weird, just the style yeah, over there. Yeah, I just for me, when people are still like, "Who do you like this week?" You start getting into like, "Oh, this course matches this guy." I moving forward until I tell you otherwise. When you say, "Guy, who do you like this week?" I'm just saying Brooks first, because to me, he's the most consistent big tournament golfer without question. Well, who do you think on mybookie.ag promo code Ham wants the heavy favorite to win the yeah. British Open? Yeah. That that's where I'm saying, like, to counter my argument, the other three, it should immediately be like that. Like, I, I think the odds of this, there is no one. If I just doing it by units, he's eight to one. 
No one's any lower than 11 to 1. That's how the other three should be. I don't know enough of where are they even playing? Uh, Royal Portrush. Yeah, it, it's like uh, it's Rory's course. So Rory's up there too. I, I just I don't know enough about the course and just like it's just you know how it's just different over there. It's gonna be pretty awesome for Rory if he's got a chance. Now wasn't smiling was, Rory. What did uh, if you had to guess? So Kepka. So two years ago, I don't know what he did last year, but two, in 2017, after he had won the U.S. Open, he went to the British and was tied for six. Mm. So it's not like he he's never been to Ireland and had any success. Different course, but tied for six in 2017. So maybe it's not inconceivable. Why wouldn't he go over there and play well? Like, do you feel good Tiger 11-1, to 1, British Open? No, because like I was telling you, I, Tiger in cold weather tournaments for me is some kind of – Gonna, I might just cross those off my list moving forward. If it's going to be cold, he looked Sunday worn the hell out. I saw, I haven't read the article, but uh, Dieter from uh, the Mercury News just wrote something how the, the tournament should be there every five years. Well, a lot and of the got, golf guys were saying it on the broadcast. And it got me thinking, like, if you said the U.S. Open was there every three years, because it is on television pretty sweet. And the timing is a game changer, right? Well, yeah, I mean, look, the West Coast thing everybody loves. The course is freaking gorgeous. Like, it plays on television better than anything else in America. Would you agree by with that? Far, by far. Um, It'd basically be like if the entire AT&T Park with the Giants player, now Oracle, was just right field. And, by the way, we didn't get a day of sun. Like, imagine when it's sunny out there how but, nice it is. But you honestly don't even need the sun. No, that's you, but that's, no you don't. Yeah. Um, the players love it. The, everyone loves I mean, the fans... It's, it's badass. Great. You get fans from all over the country because it's it's already a destination course. Yeah, it's badass. Because the guys on the uh, uh, Sirius XM, I was listening to them, and they were like, "Like, why couldn't we do this every five years here?" Do you feel a little dirty? I don't know if you made the comments on the podcast, but just some of your comments. Just maybe the course was a tad bit overrated. Now looking back after experiencing it, <laughs> did I say that? You said there's a course in, in Fresno called Copper River. You're like, well, if you put Copper River on the ocean, you know. Yeah, but it's not – I mean, like, what, but here's the thing. Like, I'm not – I've not been golfing since I was three. Like, the architecture of dogleg rights and all that stuff doesn't – I mean, what's sweet about this course is where it is. Would you agree – like, tell me, you take that like, – everybody says it. You take that course, you put it in Omaha, what is it? But yeah, it, but it's there. There's yeah, only so, so much it's property. awesome because it's there. But I also think the way they made it, right, the greens are small, not a green no, flat. Yeah, it's they, just pretty special. They, I, I take that back, yes. And, I, and there I are no several longer compare shots. it to Copper River Golf. And again, like, there are several <laughs> shots on six and eight where you're hitting it over fucking cliffs. Well, you've got – it is pretty cool, right, that you've got six and eight blind shots and then seven is tucked back there. Blind second and shots. And your, your 18 or 17 tee shot on a par three is into the wind, into the ocean. And then your 18 shot, your 18 shot off the tee, and then your second shot are just incredible. Yeah. I, but I do think there's a stretch that th- there is a stretch like. It's a golf course. That doesn't you know, do like, a lot for me. Like uh, that like runs 13, away from 14, the water. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, well. but yeah. Okay. You're right. I take it back. If I said that on the record, it's better than Copper River Golf Club in Fresno. Cousin texted me last night, said that AT&T, you know, behind hole three. So we were sitting watching four and 17 mm-hmm. and the greens right there. there. I guess there's a big house. 
AT&T bought a house, I think, a couple years ago for $20 million and then just renovated it just for fan experience over the two tournaments. Well, I mean, the one every year for the AT&T tournament. But, so AT&T, the company, just owns the house. Wow. I mean, there's not a home out there. Like, 20 is a dump. Well, the well, the one there's I heard one. Lakeums was thirty. My sources told me. Uh, yeah. Well, the one that is there's one on the cliff that used to be owned by Gene Hackman that went for thirty, and is getting remodeled, even though it's in beautiful condition. Or maybe it was twenty nine. You think it's like Gene, not quite getting as many gigs anymore and just like still wants to live a sweet life. And it's like, I don't even go there that much. I get 30 million. I bought this for two. The property taxes. I mean, gee, I'm going to make so much. Like I, I'm just going to act like I just made two more sweet movies. Right. (laughs) I just had an influx of $28 million of cash. And and I just think fundamentally, right. You start, you you start looking at your balance sheet and you're going, I'm there a week out of the year. Like I can just rent one. I can just rent a house. Yeah. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.